Yo, what up? It's Hollywood Unlocked with Jason Lee Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee. I'm Blue Toulousma. Hey, it's DJ Damage. All right, so listen, first I want to say to everybody out there, I love all the love that we're receiving for the show and all the comments mm -hmm. that you're leaving on Fox Soul. As you know, the show has been picked up and we give Fox Soul one show a week. But I have a feeling that this is going to manifest into a bigger partnership because we've been talking about how we can evolve. We put out two shows a week. There's there's one show a week on Fox Soul. So we minimally want to make sure that everything we put out is with our partners over at Fox Soul. And what I'm asking all of our followers here at Hollywood Unlocked to do is make sure that you're supporting that uh, company and that brand because they took a chance on us and they're taking a chance on a lot more people in the LGBT community and also African-American uh, people that are, you know, talking heads like myself or people who want to um, create their own shows in their own space to have conversations that are important to us. And I think what I love the most about Foxhole is that they're taking um, really aggressive moves to diversify in our voice, whereas I think BET traditionally has been very um, conservative. And I also mm -hmm. want to open up about my own yep. private battle with Viacom. I've been trying to get off of Viacom for the last two weeks. Um, I've sent them a notice that I no longer want to show up in uh, Love and Hip Hop. I have done my job there. I have allowed them to pigeonhole me into one ideal of who Jason Lee is. And I've asked them very respectfully and very privately to let me go because I've launched my production company, Sutter Street Productions, and I want to create a slate of shows for our community, with our community, with other content creators that will allow them to live in a space and create in a space and make money in a space where we're not um, uh, depending on combat and conflict. Like you can have good conflict that that keeps people on the edge of their seats without throwing drinks and beating each other up and destroying relationships. So as of right now, Viacom does not want to let me out my contract. Uh, we have not shot Love & Hip Hop in over a year because of the pandemic. And there's no future because I have no pickup notice. So they just kind of got me hanging around the house while they tell us niggas to hold on. And I don't know what the status of Wild and Out is because Nick Cannon still hasn't told us that we have a job. So at this point, Viacom, let me the fuck out of my contract. I'm trying to ask you one more time in a very nice way to let me the fuck out. And I'm not going <laughs> to beg you. I'm not going to beg you. Like, you know what I mean? Damaged Blue. Like, I've been around for five years now. I've given them four episodes. I mean, I've given them three seasons of Wild and Out, four seasons. I mean, I'm sorry. Three seasons of Love and Hip Hop, four seasons of Wild and Out. They've been good to me, but now I want to evolve as an executive producer and as a major player in the TV game. And I just feel like because of COVID and we're not shooting and because you don't know the future of what you're going to do with the franchise anyway, let me out of my contract. I have so a question what is, about this. Yeah, I, have like, I, have, I have a quick question about this. You are like the fourth person I've heard of recently who said that Viacom or a show that they were on incentivized bad behavior and then once they evolved and wanted to do better because they knew better suddenly they were having problems leaving their contract this is becoming a pattern now so i'm mm. just wondering like what is going on over at viacom that there it feels like it's starting to feel like a plantation almost well i think the i think the issue is, is that viacom is struggling to find their way in a climate where a love and hip-hop doesn't make sense right now with Black Lives Matter and the whole movement to love Black and exactly. buy into Black, it doesn't make sense to have a bunch of women running around pulling each other's wigs off and beating each other up over Ray J's dick, right? I think the problem is that because they that and that in that in part, and also because they fired Big Fish, who was one of their partners, uh, you know, who was producing Black Ink Crew and and our show, and now they're trying to insource in-house produce at Viacom, which is something they've never done 
or at least that I know of. And now because they're trying to figure out their business, you want to try to hold on to everybody you can. Now I'm going to go ahead and step further. They gave us all a five-figure bonus, a really nice big bonus uh, to just say thank you with no strings attached. And cool. I don't know people that just give money away. Maybe that was for the out of the kindness of their heart. But I always know that there's a string attached. If that mm. money was to somehow buy a false sense of loyalty, nah, Nina, nah, Chris, it ain't happening. And I'm ashamed to say that I've given them so much of myself and have taken such a hit on the chin. You know, I rode being labeled a this or that because of how they edited me and showed and how I showed up in Love and Hip Hop. And I rode that as a team player because I don't believe in throwing production under the bus. But even with all that, you expect me to stay silent like the rest of the cast members because they have nothing else going for themselves. Not everybody, but a lot of them. So they'll starve without you. And I'm not. And I'm saying, let me out of my contract. This is the nicest way I can think of it to say, let me the fuck out now. Free Jason. Free Jason. Because uh, I'm not about to sit here and play the games that Masika and all these other people play online and trolling you and all that. Like, you will, you will feel it. And I don't care about burning a bridge at Viacom because there's so many networks out there. And I think we all get played and shamed into behaviors that they want us to because of fear we'll never get it with them. You can't, you can't, you can't cancel somebody who owns themselves. So just let me out. And, uh, you know, I think again, my issue, what I was going to say was the fact that I did give them so much and they weren't the first network to pick up this show. You know, Fox soul was, they weren't the first network to call me about gagging. Another one was. And so for that, I feel like they don't see the value. So why keep me? Let me go. Yeah. So how does that work? They just keep you in a contract that you don't want to be in. They can't force you to work or be on set, right? Well, let me give you, let me, well, let me say this, right? I have a choice, right? I had a choice to sign a contract to be committed to love and hip hop. I signed the contract. I did my season. Now with COVID, we would have shot last February because of co- this past February. Because of COVID, we lost a whole year, which means mm. now that season has to go away. So my contract says I have exclusivity to last nine months after my last taping. I taped la- my last air- uh, show aired with Love and Hip Hop back in October at the reunion. So at this point, what I'm saying is with no pickup notice for the next season, with no season seven shot this year, how can you still legitimately keep me in a contract? That prohibits me from moving on. So now, because there's other networks that want to work with me, you want to try to hold me, even though I'm not airing on TV, to to be stuck with you. And nah, I don't think that that's fair. And I, I mean, I feel like under these circumstances, they should just let me go. Now they're asking me, what show do I want to pitch any shows? Them nah, nigga. Y'all see what I do? I'm not Nick Cannon. I'm not. I don't have the class to come out and 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 suck your dick. I'm gonna tell you, let me the fuck out. Or I'm going to start talking about all the shit y'all doing over there. And then y'all going to be real mad. So just let me out. With that being said, what do you think is the future of reality TV? With with this pandemic, because COVID. I think the landscape is changing. I think that, you know, you're always going to have reality TV because it's easy easy and cheap to shoot. And there's a lot of ideas out there, right? I just personally don't feel that you have to have shows in this climate, not to say not in the future, but in this climate of people that look like us beating each other down. Yeah, I just don't think you need to do that. I think there's other programming that you can, you know, you know, gagging with Jason Lee is a funny show. And it's a show that's, it doesn't take much to produce. I shoot it from my house. We have a great, great fan base, the Gag Nation. Uh, we, you know, we built that from scratch. That's a show that they could air on their network, but they chose not to. And I mean, I haven't pitched it to them, 
but they see what I'm doing because they text me how proud of I, they are of me and all that. But I really feel like the people who control black programming in America are non-black people. And they don't want to buy into Hollywood Unlocked per se. Like shout out to Foxhole again, because what y'all did, you know they don't do. They know that if they buy something called Hollywood Unlocked, if they buy it, because it's an existing IP that I own and trademark and control, they would have to pour millions in just to get a small piece of the pie and they would have no real control. So they'll rename it something else. Foxhole licensed the show and they allowed me to still own it. They allowed me to still uh, executive produce it and and book it and and do what we do, the three of us, what we do here in the show. That's that's rare. And that's why I want to keep growing with them and I want to grow with networks who can do that and who respect that. There's a bunch of creators watching the show right now who want to be where we are. But like they don't feel like they have the right outlet. So they're going to go shuck and jive and tap dance like a lot of us have at Love and Hip Hop to get their foot in the door. But they're never going to give you the keys. And that there is the problem for me. And I'm, I'm done. Let me out. Wow. I'm going to be curious to see what, what Love and Hip Hop, that whole franchise looks like post George Floyd, post COVID, post mm-hmm. all of this. Because all the stuff they did, it was fun. It was escapism. But to you guys' point, I, if they did it right now, it would feel socially irresponsible and tone deaf. And so I'm wondering if this, if this is the end. You might not have to worry about your contract because it might not be a show to go back to. So, But that that's there's the point. thing. That's, that's the thing. Even though it might be the end for now, they're still holding us all to our contracts. So they're saying, mm. although you can't air on Love & Hip Hop, we're still going to hold you in your contract and you can't go work nowhere else. What kind of shit is that? During a black pandemic, that's crazy. They can't say Black Lives Matter while holding black bodies hostage and stopping black creatives from doing what they need to to feed themselves. So that's a little bit off to me. Viacom might well, want to do some research about what that's going to look like. Well, I've reached out to Nick Cannon to interview him because, as we all know, he has one of the biggest shows on MTV Network, which is a part of the Viacom family. Um, and don't even talk to me about BET being black-owned because that's owned by Viacom. That's, that's not black-owned anymore. Uh, th- let me just be very clear. Them trying to relaunch Love & Hip Hop right now wouldn't even be socially irresponsible. It would be outright blatantly disrespectful because of who controls the purse. Uh, and because, you know, we live in a climate right now where it's, there's a lot of sensitivity. But back over to Nick Cannon, you know, the, there's rumblings that Nick is going back to uh, Wallet, excuse me, that Nick is going back to Wallet Out. There's also a conversation online that they offered DC Young Fly millions of dollars to take over hosting while and out and taking Nick Cannon out of the show, which oh, I mean, I've invited, I've invited wild. him. I've invited uh, DC Young Fly, Carlos and Chico here to the show, the 85 South show. My co my, my um, co-stars on while and out. I don't know what is going on over there, but what I do know is Viacom. I don't care how powerful you think you are. You playing with the wrong people because uh, what's going to happen is your advertisers are going to start getting hit up by Black Twitter, by African Americans, by the by this by the uh, the stars of your network, and people are going to stop paying you money. And I don't want to be in the forefront of that, but I have the freedom of speech in my contract and in everything that I do to say what I think is fair and not fair. And right now, I I I, I am disgusted at the idea of Chris McCarthy and Nina Diaz, the two top executives at Viacom, on the cover of Hollywood Reporter. When you're shackle and chaining your 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 the stars of your shows, the people who put you on that cover, nah, you gotta let me out. I'm out. Nah, this is real Period. deal stuff right here. I, I want to salute DC Young Fly because not even knowing all the information, I know he's not going to take that job. That's a loyal dude, and shout out to the whole uh, that whole show. But this is this is wild. I didn't know all this was going on, Jason. You oppressed, oh, yeah. Jason. You're up here sitting being oppressed by Viacom. We had no idea. 
Well, listen, I think that um, it happens to a lot of people. I and mean, people have their disputes. And I've seen different cast members go online and say, you know, all these crazy things about the network. Don't get me wrong. I am extremely blessed and I am extremely grateful and humbled at the uh, the platforms that Viacom allowed me to live on. But I also don't want to seem like I'm going to turn gratitude into uh, blind servitude because I earned those spots. I earned my spot on Love & Hip Hop. I earned my spot on Wild and Out. And I did those four seasons of Wild and Out because I was funny, not because they gave me some type of handout. And at this point, I just feel like you know you can't, you know you can't air Love and Hip Hop in this climate. And you know that we haven't been able to shoot for COVID. So if I didn't have money coming in from multiple sources, I'd be sitting here in, unable to move and work on another show or make money to pay my staff or to feed me and my family. But you don't care. Because you feel like this plantation you've built is more important than the human uh, heart that you should have for the people that are part of your network. I now have opportunities to go and executive produce and create programming on other networks. You did not come to the table. Terrence J., I talked to you multiple times on the phone. I know you told these motherfuckers over there at Viacom that I was upset and wanting to leave and that I didn't feel like they were open to creatives. You and I talked. Mona. You and I talked. I've texted you today. Those of you that are over at Viacom, Black Creators, you have talked to me. And I'm telling you, you heard my voice in a very candid way on the phone. And you hear me in a semi-candid way on the show. Y'all better call him and tell him to let me out. Wow. Jason has spoken. Let him out. Hashtag Give us free us free. <laughs> you are Mandela now, Jason. What you say? Hashtag what, Blue? Hashtag free Jason Lee. <laughs> free him a new t-shirt <laughs> a new shirt Kelvin I need a shirt a sweater oh god that was this a joke he's really gonna do it free Jason. <laughs> Jason free Jason Lee okay alright so listen you know it's time for the bite alright so look Black China and my girl Wendy Williams now this is the thing when you do what we do there's going to be times where your friends get upset and there are times uh -oh. when people like me and Wendy and some of either you, <laughs> Blue and Damage, one of y'all, we going to cross the line and piss the people off and get phone calls. Well, this week, uh, Wendy Williams is the one who's in trouble because, well, I don't even know if she's in trouble because at the end of the day, Wendy don't care. But she, on her show, <laughs> talked about Black China, and she insinuated that Black China was broke. And um, I ain't going to lie, when, when I watched the show, I knew I felt in my veins, in my cold-hearted veins. I said, Black China is somewhere with no makeup on and face piercings, sitting Indian-style, <laughs> praying that Wendy fall out of her purple chair. But apparently... Vivid, uh, visual. Listen, please don't fall out the chair, Wendy. So she said that Black China was broke, or she kind of insinuated, but she basically said that China would call her on a, or text her on a regular basis, asking her for help in a place to live. So I'm not going to play the video because Wendy's team, will they're masterful at probably taking shit off the internet, but Wendy did that. And so there must have been a fallout because Wendy came back and then tried to clean it up by saying mm. that Black China is actually looking for an additional place to live in New York City. And that's why she was texting Come on. Wendy. No, that's I saw the episode. That's not what that looked like. My homegirl was with me when I saw the episode. We both said, ouch, in unison. She said, Black China sends texts that say, anybody know where I can get a condo? And they must be group texts because my name's not even in them. She made it seem like she was homeless and hitting up everybody in her contact list for a place to See, 
I mean, I'm just saying, if you hit up all your friends in a group chat talking about where I can get a condo, I don't think that means you're struggling. Wouldn't you like hit up one person like, hey, can you look out for me? I'm trying to go behind on bills. I feel like she was looking for a new spot to live on the East Coast. But the issue, no, I that, feel that the issue that pissed people off, though, was that if you're friends with somebody and just so happen to have a platform and, and they call you asking you for help, like, hey, you know, I need somebody to watch this damn kid. That don't mean that your kid is out of control and that you can't afford a babysitter. So people were saying that Wendy exactly. was shady for going out there and putting her business out there like that. And. You know, I talked to some people behind the scenes. Black China was really, really upset. I've since reached out to Black China. I know she's coming here on the show, but what do you think? Do you think that that was shade, or do you think it was just Wendy being Wendy? Shade. Uh, it was a. It was Jason. It was a hundred percent shade. I would bet anybody a hundred dollars that it's impossible to watch that segment and not go, "Ooh, that was that was painful to watch." I usually defend but my- Wendy, but I can't on this one. <laughs> But what's the root of the shade, though? Like, that's the question. What is the root of this shade? Why would Wendy feel like she has to do that to Black China? Is there more to this story? No, they're friends. That's the thing. It was like, you know, I I don't want to, you know, be too shady to Wendy, but (laughs) it was like one of those things where, like, it it just seemed unnecessarily put out. You know, I recently got an apartment in New York. I found my apartment, but if I needed help and I text friends saying, hey, where's my apartment? That doesn't mean I'm sleeping out by the trash can. You know, and I think because it's 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 China that no matter what you say, if it sounds like a little shade, it can go, it could go, you know, it can blow up. But China took the Instagram and she posted this video. Uh, we have the video. OK, she posted this video and it's, it's on Instagram so we can get away with it. Take a look. So I don't know. I, I think with China's OnlyFans money, Tyga, uh, you know, he's fucking right now all over uh, uh, OnlyFans. So his OnlyFans money's up. So that child support check has to be rolling in. Tokyo Tony ain't been talking. So maybe she's somewhere, you know, getting some coins so she can fix her teeth. I don't know. Either way, I don't believe oh, China man. don't got no money. Uh, Jason, did you just do a report about Shade and then ended it with Shade? Was that like a full <laughs> no, circle? No, no, no. So that you and the same person? No, I'm doing the Lord's work. Sometimes the delivery is a different type of scripture, but either way, people get the blessing, you know? And uh, I don't believe China's broke. So China, I'm sorry you had to go through that embarrassment. Wendy, you still the queen of daytime tea. And Tokyo, Tony, I don't want no smoke. And if you were to blow it, please make sure your teeth aren't open. Uh, I don't know. The internet is such a sick place. Like at this point, you could say anything and then it become a a hit, you know, but where I feel kind of bad for China and some of these girls, some of these women is that anytime you say anything about them online, anywhere, Mm -hmm. it sticks to Mm -hmm. them. Like, you know, remember, you know, Melissa's opened up on this show where she talked about how the game had used that song, uh, it said Melissa Ford with the Honda Accord, which she never had a Honda Accord. It was something that Mm -hmm. bothered her for a long time. The game has never been on the show to clear it up, which she we wanted that to happen. But it's one of those things where, like, why do people why do people do that to women? That's because a good question. Massage. I mean, it's not a Scooby Doo mystery, guys. It's called patriarchy. Like, it's not like, oh, I wonder why women get the short end of the stick. This is how society is in general. If you are a woman, and anything you do is a reason to shame you. This is. But is it patriarchy or is it misogyny or is that the same thing? 
That's 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 all the same thing. It's, it's patriarchy is the tree, and misogyny and toxic masculinity and all the other stuff that happens is fruit from that poison tree. So I feel like we love to see these women who are used as sex objects, and we love paying them homage for being sexy, and then we tear them down and act like they're broken. That being sexy is the entirety of their being. And, and China's actually is, is a really great businesswoman. I think people don't actually give her enough credit for that. Um, she's taken a dollar, like made a dollar out of fifteen cents. So I think that we should give mm-hmm. her a little bit more respect because she's not a dummy. You could not be in this industry for this long if you were as stupid as they want you to think she is. Yeah, that's fact. But I think overall, as a fan, I feel like people love the rise and the fall of stars, no matter who it yeah. is, right? Like we always, like when they're underdog, we want them to get big. And when they get big, we call them sellouts. And then when they get broke, it's like for some reason, people are happy about that. It's like, oh, they fell off. So, I mean, I'm not saying there's nothing to the patriarchy um, theory, but at the end of the day, just celebrities in general, when you rise and fall, people like gravitate towards that for some reason. And that's why I love that people know what I do and they know me, but I'm not no celebrity because I'm going to tell you right now, don't yeah, build you me are, up. Chris Brown. Jason, no, 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 no. you are a celebrity. No, no, Dre. don't build no, Jason. don't build me up to break me down because I'm telling you right now, if you take me down, I'm taking everybody down. I'm not going down <laughs> whoa, by whoa, myself. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, I'm no, next no, to you. Wait. I don't like that. No, I don't <laughs> well, like that. Damage. I mean, I mean, no. hopefully it's neither one of you trying to bring me down, but if it's either one of you, oh yeah, believe me, your ass is going down too. I believe oh, in the Titanic. Whatever. I, I have a Titanic type mentality, right? If the ship gonna go down, we all gotta die. It's just the way so it you're is. Rose. You're saying that you are a white woman. Who will take us down and not let us be on the? Okay, listen, Jason. white woman, black woman, uh, 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 whatever, Karen, Darren, whoever Who you want you me to be, because I just don't believe in Darren. going down by myself. You know, it's sort of like when I would get in trouble in school and I would go to the office and they'd be like, "Well, I need to know why you were cutting class." So I'm like, "Well, Freddie told me to go with him to the store, and I thought uh, Tony." Wanda, you know, I thought everybody got that go. friend. I hated that's... that friend. I hated guys like you growing up, Jason. Oh my God, you were that guy. You were that if guy. You, if you, stitches I had a friend. Stitches, Jason. Let me give you that. Let me give you. Let me tell you what happened to me in the seventh grade. I was in a group home at the time. I was one of the only black kids at this school in Oakdale, California, and I didn't want to go to class. And my my friend Joe didn't want to go to class. So me, him, and Raul sat by the payphone and we plotted. I said, "I'm gonna call nine one one." I'm going to tell them that the school's on fire and then we're not going to have to go to class because we're going to all have to come outside for a fire drill. So you know what I did? I called 911. Everybody was in agreement. Joe, Raul, both of them on each side. There was no devil and no uh, angel. They were both devils. I called 911. We're sitting there. While I'm sitting there, the fire engines are coming. The ambulances, everybody's coming. Wow. And, and Raul pulls the fire alarm and everybody comes outside at the school. And you know who got in the most trouble? Me. Right. And you told on everybody. And you're Absolutely. still snitching. You still use their real names, Jason. It's like 20, Absolutely. 30 years I, later, and you are still the, a snitch. I went to their classrooms, and I said, Raul, they caught us. Come on. Ju- ju- Stop ju- saying Raul's on. name. He's probably married with kids, and you just well, ruined... Oh, my God. I can't. Well, if Raul and his kids are listening to the show, your daddy's a bitch, because now he went and <gasps> told the police that I was the mastermind, so fuck that nigga. Yeah, because you already snitched, Jason. You, you are you already... snitch, Jason. You deserve whatever. You know what? No, I'm gonna that's stop. not the point. The point of the story is not about labels. It's not about labels. Okay? It's not about it's being just, a snitch. No, it's really not about like let's not throw titles around. Okay, this is about Listen. this is about if we do a crime together and one of us get caught, we all got to go down. Isn't that how the culture works? I mean, that's what no. the rap. No. I don't know oh. this man. I feel sorry for this man. I've never even watched Hollywood Unlocked. 
What's what's a Hollywood? Oh wait 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 wait! wait. Ain't that ain't that what Takashi did? I would denounce did? all of you. Isn't that what Takashi did? Do you really want to be like Takashi? Wait, isn't that what Takashi did? Mm-hmm. Takashi did much worse, much worse. Much worse. But right. essentially, yes. Okay, well then, never mind. You shouldn't do that. All right, but well, Jason, look, this is why that. you shouldn't do that. Just real quick, if you get caught and then you tell on everybody else, who's going to bail you out? Like the purpose is like exactly. to still have one person on the outside take care of the family. You know, look out for you. You can't bring everybody down. Like, come on. No, I had a social worker. I was a, I, I was a social worker and I was a ward of the court. I had protections more than they did, <laughs> and I don't think their families wow. had any money based on the way they used to dress. And so I didn't really feel. Like we were even in the same boat to begin with, honestly. Mm. I will never Mm-mm. be your alibi, Jason. Don't ever call me as a character witness in the court of law. That's okay. Don't I don't know you well enough to. I don't know you well enough to use you as. I don't alibi know this shit. man, Your Honor. You might be. You might be the him. feds. In you might be the ops, Blue, because you know now the police they coming up different. They are not coming in with blue badges and blue hats. I've seen Law and Order. I've seen people that look just like you <laughs> who end uh-huh. up being the police and then show up and testify. So I don't even know if I can trust you yet. I think if it was a mole, it would be damaged, not me, though. I feel like it would be damaged. He'd be the perfect mole. I'm You're far from police. <laughs> okay, well, you just going to call me an op. Like, what's going on with you? Well, look, you know, the other <laughs> thing, too, going back to Black China and them saying she don't have any money, I actually called somebody who was at Dream Kardashian's birthday party, and clearly she ain't hurting for no coins. So I don't know, Wendy. You might have to take an L on this one. Yeah. We can't defend you on this one, Wendy. Sorry. All right, speaking of taking L's, uh, Hitmaker. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Why no, are you laughing? Why is this so funny already? I'm going to tell you a story. I don't, so, I don't like I'm going to tell you a story. I like, okay. I like, I like Hitmaker. He's, you know, even when he was young Berg and getting his chain snatched and loving hip hop and all that, you know, I became cool with Hitmaker. I'm not going to say we're friends, but we are cool. He invited me to his birthday party when, uh, last year. And, or birthday dinner, we were hanging out, whatever. And uh, he got really drunk. And I've never told mm. the story. He got really drunk and he threw a drink on me. Now- Like, what do you mean like? Now it's funny because the team, everybody turned around in the studio. He threw a glass, a full glass of water on me. Oh. Now- Was it a mistake? Well, Jason, wait, wait, wait. What, what do you mean yeah. he threw a glass? Like, he, I, context, he, I just said he was drunk and he threw a drink <laughs> on me. I mean, he was just Jason, drunk. what did you do? What did you do before the drink came? Why do you, you have to do you? something to get a drink thrown on you? Why Why do you have to be doing something? Why? Please don't. 98% of the time. Please, please Jason. don't. Nope, 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 nope. We I, love I, you, I Jason. We just on, want listen, context. Listen, you don't have to do something to have a drunk motherfucker throw shit on you. You just don't, okay? okay? I've thrown stuff on people and I wasn't drunk. I was extremely sober. There's just people Ooh. that either get the, you cross the line or they have too much alcohol. In this case, he had too much alcohol and he threw a glass of water on me. And um, I was able to dodge most of it. A little bit hit me. And I remember the sobering look that we gave each other like, nigga, really? But anyway, he's in the news because now... Uh, he's saying that the same woman who set him up to be robbed set up Pop Smoke uh, the night mm-hmm. that he was killed. And he was recently on Drink Champs with our boy Nori and Hitmaker. He claimed that the woman who set him up t- uh, uh, to be robbed by these three masked men is the same one who set up Pop Smoke to get murdered. So what do you think about that? I think that's crazy. I, I think it's extremely wild. I think all everybody out here that's coming to L.A., because people are still coming out here. They don't care if it's a pandemic or not. You got to be safe. Like, just because you're in the Hollywood Hills and you feel like you're in Calabasas, it's not like it is back home. It's a different set of rules out here. 
please be safe, be smart, and know where you at. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's this is a really crazy situation. A lot of rappers are dying, especially in the past two weeks. So it's really a crazy that story that he's able to connect the person that set him up to the same person that was there with Pop Smoke. And I hope this is all true, but this is wild. Uh, that was a beautiful, beautiful sentiment, Damage, and I'm happy that you went first. But considering that Hitmaker, a.k.a. Youngberg, does not like uh, brown-skinned black women and uh, has a lot of allegedlies in front of his name when it comes to women, um, if a woman scammed him, it might be karmic justice. It, I, it doesn't excuse it. It's not good, but I'm not going to be crying for him. Wait, what allegedlies does he have in front of his name? I missed that one. Oh, Oh, really? You didn't hear about he allegedly like hemmed up his uh, reality star girlfriend while they were together, and that's why he left mm. the season. Oh, of the show? Masika, Masika. Okay. I didn't want to say her name because that's just a story to tell. But you know, if you are somebody who allegedly puts hands on women and have a, a history of allegedly doing things to women that are dastardly, and then a woman sets you up, um, you know, I don't want to say it's karmic justice, but I'm not going to cry for you. I'm just going to put it that way. Mm. Like, it's hard for me to feel bad for Young Berg, considering, according to him, yeah. I don't even exist. So It's not Young Berg anymore. It's Hitmaker. Oh, is it? it? Is it? Yes. yes. <laughs> but outside of all of that. You can come here this, and tell me again. No, no, I hear you. And outside of all that, I mean, for the same person to be the person that potentially, allegedly set up Pop Smoke, I mean, he has nothing to do with that. This was a brand new artist, young dude. That was just embarking on his career. So it's just exactly. everybody needs to be safe out here for real. It's wild. And for Hitmaker, and Hitmaker hit lives here in LA. So it's not like he's an outsider that doesn't know LA. But the, I'll, I'll take it a step further. Whether you're from here or you're not from here, because I'm not, I, I mean, I've lived here for 16 years now. But I can tell you in my own home, I have, I just, I'm picking up another gun, my final gun today. I now have six guns in my house. I'm going to always be safe. I watch how I move. I watch when I drive home to make sure nobody's falling behind me. I don't associate with too many people that are outside of my immediate mm -hmm. circle. And you're not coming to where I lay my head. Yeah. And I, I think that safety, you know, even if you're not from L.A., say you're not, even in New York City now with my apartment. Yeah. Like I have right. protocols for the front desk. I make sure that, you know what I mean? So I just feel like going along with what you said, Damage, everybody just needs to take extra precautions because with the pandemic and just the mm -hmm. how people are starving out here, like people are people are desperate. But can we talk about the L.A. culture real quick? Like this is the only place I visited where you can go into a stranger's home and be like partying with him or, you know, what I mean, like L.A. Mm -hmm. culture is like you're in a bunch of mansion parties and people houses and they don't even know you. I've been at some people's uh, events and I know for a fact they didn't know me. I didn't know them, but I'm at their house partying, <laughs> and I feel like it's something about this LA. Well, I'm not gonna say LA Hollywood culture where you just bring strangers in your house and expect nothing to happen. Like that happens nowhere else. I'm from Philly. You true. bring a stranger in your house and if something happens, it's the stranger. So I'm and, minimizing and the strangers in the crib. Like and half the time that they're doing this in LA, there are these big ass homes where they're bringing you in to see all their fly shit. It's mm -hmm. like you're literally laying it out on a silver platter to be robbed. I was just at a house. Well, I don't want to say I was at a house party, but I was at an event recently <laughs> at a house until the, hell, like, until, until the police came and I was like, you were at one of those parties. You yeah, but I had. Are you a thought? Are you being a thought? No, 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 no it was not that type of party. It was just the fact that okay. during COVID, you know, right now you're not supposed to be at any type of function where there's more than twelve or twenty people, and there were like a hundred people here. There was a skating rink built <gasps> in the backyard. There was a pool party. It was like a bar, and everybody was walking around with Man. no mask. I had my mask on with my friend. He was smoking weed in his mask, so that was the funniest part. But I, I will say 
that, you know, I have had barbecues here at my house, but it's literally been my circle. I don't, don't bring mm-hmm. no plus one. Don't be rolling up in front of my house. Don't be doing it. We ain't none of that. For real. Yeah. Facts. I, I had a dinner party recently and literally, including the chef, there was only six of us. And I felt like I was living on the edge. So I don't know how you did a hundred people, Jason. I do have to start being careful at my house though, because um, a friend and I were giving each other oral sex on the couch in my living room. Oh my God. No, but listen, listen. Each other? No, listen. Each other? I, for, I forgot I have- ninety. No, I forgot I have camp. No, we were taking turns. 69 requires too much energy. I just, I have new couches, new cushions. Like I'm not doing all that. But I forgot I have cameras in my house. And so it wasn't until I was looking at my cameras doing the playback that I realized it's all caught on tape. So I'm ahead of myself. You made a movie. Yeah. You made a movie. That's nice. I'm not mad, Jason. I haven't told him yet. I I think I'm going to send it to him for his birthday. No, no, I'm not. No, don't send out nudes. Don't do none of that. No. But wait, that's interesting. I feel like you came up with a really dope category for OnlyFans, surveillance view. Like that's a view that you might want to watch, like surveillance view, like from the corner. You're like, oh, you feel like you sneaking in on something. You might be ahead of your time, Jason. I like watching surveillance videos. I'm going to be honest. Like you like you guys know, I'm not very uh, humble when it comes to being honest about the things that I like. Surveillance is part of my kink, so I'm not mad. Surveillance oh, wow. sex, surveillance sex, and the reason why I brought that up, I don't even know how sex always finds its way in our show. I brought Jason, that up. All, I brought that up to only say that you should also be very careful when you go to people's houses to have sex and to hook up because we do live in the day and ages where cameras, and I ain't even just talking about the cameras that you can actually see because all my cameras in my house they live outside the bedrooms and the bathrooms, but you can see them in the hallways. There are people mm-hmm. that are out here covertly tape recording you too. And you don't want to pop up on the lines online somewhere. So, but just be careful. Just stay out of people's houses. Yeah, right. I mean, they're finding all these secret cameras at the Airbnbs too. I see mad videos of people finding these secret cameras at the Airbnb. You know, you get your Airbnb to get your freak on. So, yep. gotta be it careful. Mm. All right, and Hitmaker, uh, the girl that you're saying uh, tried to set you up to have you robbed. The one that you're alleging killed Pop Smoke. She did reach out to me to have an interview and I have extended the platform. So if she does want to come on, she's more than welcome to. And you are also. Maybe do a split screen. All right, well, look. Uh, <laughs> I try not to be messy. I swear, no matter what I do and say, I think it's just my delivery because I'm a comic by heart. Like, I in my heart lives a couple things. There's an angel there's a devil and there's a comic. And sometimes when I'm telling a story, it just comes all out at once. But either way, you always are always welcome here. All right. So um, Blue's sister, <laughs> Candace Owens, is in the news. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's slander. No, uh-uh, I'm the only child. Uh-uh, protect black women. We're going to put some respect on her name, right? Is she black? Is she claiming that she's black? Is she one of us? She's, Does she say that she's black? black? She's black. Does she acknowledge she, that? She's black. Even though she has a swirl seed in her stomach, she is a black woman okay allegedly continue somebody called her her an ashy whore last night on gagging with jason lee okay that's okay okay that's too far i I don't know (laughs) i said what in the avino is going on here like i don't know this jargon jargon 
that these people use on this show. But but you called her a, you almost called her a crack whore. You called her ashy whore. It like to this that's day. That's very close. Very close. That's a, You're that, right. that's that very is close. so insulting to people who are dealing with crack addictions. I, I don't think they deserve to be compared to Candace Owens. That part well shit. Um how about how about uh who what celebrity was that that just posted a photo of their knees on Instagram and it was now <laughs> you know your black ass should be bathing in cocoa butter. You put them black ass, ashy ass kneecaps up there. Now you and this crack whore got a lot in common. But either way, Candace o- allegedly, Candace allegedly, Owens, Candace Owens now beyond like she's talking some shit that might fall in line with what Lil Boosie has said in the past with Zaya Wade and some homophobia or transphobia. I don't even know what mm-hmm. phobia this is, but. She recently slammed Harry Styles. You know he's the white boy. I would, I would, I would, I would hit Harry. He's cute. He's a he's a singer. Uh, she hit him. Uh, well, she she commented on him wearing a ball gown for his cover, of Vogue, and she told the publication, or he told the publication about his love for traditionally female clothing, saying that he will go into stores and sometimes he'll just find himself looking at women's clothing and like, damn, they're amazing. And and she went to Twitter, and this is what she said on Twitter. Look at the tweet. She said, there is no society that can survive without strong men. The East knows this. In the West, the steady feminization of our men at the same time that Marxism is being taught to our children is not a coincidence. It is an outright attack. Bring back the manly men. Now, I'm not as smart as you, Blue. What is Marxism? Marxism is an excuse used by the GOP to act like we shouldn't be kind to others. She's using every word that she can think of, every jargon that she can think of to just say that she's homophobic and that she doesn't like anything that seems soft. She loves toxic masculinity. And I wish she would just say that she wants somebody to hem her up and throw her against the wall and have their way with her because that's really what this is, right? She wants a Mm. caveman, a manly man. She better be careful. She might get the wrong manly man who will mm-hmm. explain to her what Marxism is in a whole different kind of way. So I think Candace Owens is a troll. Um, I don't even think she believes half the things that she says. I think there's a reason why Kanye West, when he's not well, loves her the most. Um, mm. She's not somebody I can take seriously. This whole manly man yeah. thing, what is a manly man? What does that mean? What does that mean exactly? Well, well do we have a picture of Harry Styles? Uh, let's he's a put beautiful that up. boy. This is the picture. Oh. Now, now okay. here's the deal. <laughs> damage me. Now, okay. damn it. Now, now Jason. I have I, no. I have a problem with this hip being out. Number one, like I feel like he it's the hip for me. It's the hip for me. He could have wore that dress. He could have wore the fuck out that dress. But Harry, why'd you have to put your hip out like that? That's the only question I got. But look, you know, he 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 is feeling empowered by you know strong women. He put that hand on that hip to show him, like you know, this make me feel powerful. <laughs> You know what I mean? Back like, up. <laughs> who runs the flow? It's the flow of the dress. It's the flow of the dress for me. It's the flow. It got a flow. I have, I have a question. It's, it, it's the standing in a pasture in a in a gown for, for me. He's with a bold beef. Okay, let him be a flowery. Look, man, I have a question. For real, for you, though, man. let him do it. I have, I have a question. If your son, because Jaden Smith did it, and we did, and you know, like, what, what's the problem? If your people son went crazy when he did it. Had people went well, crazy. I know, but well, well, if, first if of all, son, first of all, what? it was Louis Vuitton. I didn't mind. It was Louis really? Vuitton. Really? That, that's what does okay. That mean? Well, what is? I'm not sure what that means, Jason. That's probably a level of gay speak that I don't fully <laughs> comprehend. But I'm gonna. I'm just. I don't think Louis <laughs> makes the difference. My thing is damage. If you had a child, right, a boy child. Who he has a boy child. child. 
I do have no, a boy but child. I, but I don't want to use your actual boy child. So we, no, we, we, no, we, no, we have to we have to speak in literal so that we can we okay, can really fine. If, if Legend loved women's clothes, how would you, as a black man who knows that you've raised your child properly, how would you handle that? Given this world of Harry Ooh, Styles and Will That is a big question. So first, I would ask him, what is it that he loves about women's clothes? Like, explain fashion. it to me. What do you, the fashion. Because I like women's clothes, too. And I love them on women. So I want to say, what, what inspires you so much to love it where you want to wear it? And I feel like at the end of the day, uh, I'm going to be looking at him a little weird. But I don't uh -huh. think I'm going to. I don't know if I'm going to be the one buying him female clothes. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know. I'm like, hey, man. I don't really know how to take this. I think it's going to start with the inspiration. This is me uh -huh. talking to him right here. Like, look, champ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> check this and, out. So you, you like women's clothes. And you know <laughs> what? But you that's, wouldn't that, shame that, him, that, though, right? right? You wouldn't shame him. Hell no. First of all, that's my son at the end of the day. I'm not going to post anything no. to be like, oh, my son is crazy. Why would he do this? Hey, look, that's something we got to figure out as a family first. Um, I mean, kind of similar to what Dwayne Wade and their family did. I felt like they had a situation. They got in front of it to support, uh, to fully support their child. And that's what it's all about. That's my kid. That's something that I created. That's something I love more than anything. So I don't care what he want to wear. He could wear a clown mask every day. If that's what he want to do, that's what makes him happy, then I got to ride with it. That is no, beautiful, be and I hope you. Candace no. Owens' son does the same thing. I hope Candace Owens no. has a son who loves ball gowns. I hope that for her. I'm wishing that on you, Candace. <laughs> Flair, now, I'll be honest with you. Now, I'll be honest with you. I've told Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union to their faces how much I admire what they've done in standing up for Zaya and how much they've, you know, promoted, uh, you know, equality in the defense of LGBTQ kids. I will say, even as a gay man, if I had a son and my son came to me wearing dresses, I would not want that for my child. I, I would I would definitely, because I know the bullying they're going to go through and I know what I'm going to do at the end of the day. I'm going to roll up my sleeves and go beat their that, the mother kid's daddy's asses. So I don't want to put my kid out there like that. But I'll tell you this, if my kid was dead set on wearing a ball gown, he would have to be the baddest bitch at school. So I'd have to sit <laughs> down. I'd have to sit down. It'd have to be Louis. But it's Louie. I'd have to help him go pull. We'd have to go pull some shit. You know what I mean? We'd have you got to teach him the hand on the hip too, Jason, because Harry Styles killed that. He committed. Mm -hmm. No, but see, mm -hmm. Harry Styles, see, Harry, I wouldn't <laughs> fuck you with that dress on. Now, if you take that dress off, we may be able to have a conversation. But I mean, I'm looking at Lil Nas X now, like, what happened to her? She done got so gay out here in these streets. I, <laughs> I like love Lil Nas X. I love, protect Lil Nas X at all costs. He's a national treasure. Yeah, I protect him. him, protect him, hide him from everybody, including Instagram, because he letting these white people put makeup <laughs> all over him now. And that goes back to the feminization of black men that I will say that they do for clickbait or for press or whatever to let people do. I mean, like you set up with James Charles, who I think has been accused of racism and put makeup all over your black ass. I mean, we already got to deal with the fact that you're a big dick bottom and that you out here with a one hit wonder and that the fact that we made you hella famous for no reason. But now on top of that, I got to sit here and watch you with blue mascara and rouge that doesn't even go with your skin tone. What the he's fuck? He's a big dick bottom? How do we know he's yeah, a big yeah, dick Jason, bottom? Jason, you threw so much information Jay, in there. Listen, I'm just kind of like, wait, hold I on. I missed what, that what meeting. Happened? How do we know he's a big dick bottom? We're not going to just skate over that, sir. Girl, sir, go to Pornhub. Go to Pornhub. He's playing with his dick all on Pornhub. I've seen it a few times. They, they send me everything. I, I don't even do hey, research. Can, can we leave his penis out of this conversation? Can we just right. cut it? Like... <laughs> You want to cut his penis, damage? No, I, I don't want to do anything with his penis. <laughs> I, I don't want to do nothing with it. He can keep that. 
I want to do nothing Jason, with either. Jason, how did you bring this back to penises, say, Jason? I will say, giving props to Lil Nas X, you haven't had that many hits, but you do have a big penis. Wow. That 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 went left so far, far left. Um, okay. Information. Moving on. Right. Wow. Let me go back to the Ashy Whore. Okay. So after she got dragged on social media, the Ashy Whore doubled down and she tweeted this. We got this tweet. She said, since I'm trending, I'd like to clarify what I meant when I said bring back manly men. I meant bring back manly men. Terms like toxic. <laughs> masculinity were created by toxic females blue you just used that word by the way uh real women don't do fake feminism sorry i'm not sorry mm. I blue hope. i, I want to yeah yeah blue what's happening can I we just go single cam on blue real quick can we just go yeah ahead, blue? No, i'm just gonna say as the female I hope, I hope that candace owens has the gayest most non-binary child known to man and that they force her to have to deal with all of this in real life. Because I think she is talking shit because it's just a way for her to be relevant. Even gayer than, than Lil Nas X? I, I, I want her baby to literally fart glitter so that she will have to deal with this in her own home. Okay? I want her to have the gayest. I, I like, I'm gay. I want her to have the gayest baby possible. That, I'm a I witch. That. I'm going to pray on that for you, Candace. You might be the first person that I pray on. I hope you have the gayest baby possible and that you're forced to confront your bigotry in your own home. We've interviewed a goat on this show. We've interviewed a, a empty chair on this show. And now for the first time ever, we prayed that a baby was born farting glitter. <laughs> I just want to put that in context. Amen, I shall. Wow. wow. All right, well, listen, um, and, and by the way, um, in no way did I call her an ashy whore. That was somebody on Gagging with Jason Lee. I, Candace, mm -hmm. you are a beautiful black woman um, when we don't see you. All right, cool. Oh, wow. So we need, we need to do some damage control with that last segment. That's right, y'all. It's time for some damage control. All right, so it's a lot still going on with the Tory Lanes and Megan Thee Stallion situation. Uh, we thought it was over, but no, there's more. So Tory Lanes calls cap on Megan Thee Stallion's hush money claim. So this is what happened. Megan Thee Stallion told GQ that Tory Lanes tried to offer her and her former best friend money to stay quiet about all that happened on the night that we honestly still don't know what happened. Okay, Meg told GQ that after Tory shot her, he begged her to not say anything and offered her hush money. She also explained, at this point, I'm really scared because this is like I'm in the middle of all this protesting. Police are just killing everybody for no reason. And I'm thinking, I can't just even think I want to take some money like you just shot me. So um, the magazine noted that a lawyer for Tory Lanez has denied all of this, says she never offered, um, not she, he never offered Megan or a friend anything he's calling Cap. He took to Twitter posting an emoji of a hat, which means Cap. So I just got to talk to y'all about this story that never dies. Like, how do you feel about it? This story is like herpes. It just keeps coming back. Oh, over. my God. Oh, over. my God. You literally over. took the fucking words out uh, of my mouth. Uh, get it? Your mouth? You like that? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I was just about to say, this is like herpes. It keeps so growing and never I died. away. I died reading the story, y'all. I like I, I literally halfway died halfway through. Like, why are we still going? Is he going to get locked up or not? 
Right. Like, that's all I'm waiting for. Is, is he getting locked up? But I don't care if he tried to pay you. I feel like this story just keeps going and going and going in new publications, new magazines, new, new like everything. What, when is it going to stop? When is it over? Well, I don't know if it will ever be over because nobody really cares about Megan's music. She has a whole new album coming out. Has anybody heard about it? It's coming out. We're all excited. Actually, yeah, the whole so many people are excited. No, 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 no. Don't say we're talking to who? who? So at the Grio, we had an editorial meeting and we got an advanced copy of I don't it. Know all the interns. The I, I don't know about the, the Grio. The interns were excited. The young oh, interns, the young girls were excited. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, who else is talking about it online? Are there pre sale numbers in yet? What? Find out the pre sale numbers. Probably what? 5,000, 6,000? You're so shady. Jason, so Jason shady. people absolutely care about Megan's new album. Absolutely care. Yes, Jason. You know they care. Fake news. Don't be fake okay. news, Jason. Let me ask you a question. Is there more conversation going online about her shooting or her album? I'll wait. Cause I'm online every day, all day long. Let's talk about it. Who? Huh, huh? This is one of those moments where you might be right. So whatever. Oh, this you is the moment right. where I would play crickets if I had my soundboard. Because the fact so, of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, the three of us who are pretty intelligent human beings are having a conversation right. about two artists who should be superstars, but who are both embroiled in a story that shadows their entire careers and that shadows their projects. We talked more about this than we talked about Tori's album. Damage, you listened to the whole album. You've not talked about one track on there that matters to you. And now we're talking about a new album coming out from an artist who's been given Rapper of the Year by GQ, who don't know shit about music. And we're still sitting here talking about it because they just won't go the fuck away. I'm tired of it, personally. no, I'm tired too. So Jason, I want to get your social media point of view because you are the expert here. Do you feel like this is all a part of the rollout for the album? Like this keep no. this story about the shooting going, going until the album drop. Do you feel like this is a piece I, I, of a rollout? I think, I think when you're a man or a woman that suffers from low self-esteem because either your daddy wasn't in your life or maybe you just, you know, didn't have the right type of love growing up or maybe your community, you know, you didn't have that type of love. And I'm not saying this for Megan, I'm saying in general, because we know, unfortunately, both her parents are, are deceased. And so my heart goes out to her for that. But when you don't grow up full of love and affection, and then you start to get it from fans, if you get caught up in that fan shit, you start feeding them things that turn, that 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 then give you back uh, some sense of uh, validation or, you know, oh, I, oh, I'm so sorry and this and that, because it fills you up. You know, if you're a gunshot victim, you go through the legal process, you do everything behind the scenes to make sure that you're per- the person who victimized you is put in jail or is prosecuted. You know, you you maybe join a foundation to help bring uh, awareness to a, um, um, domestic violence. But what you don't do is create a whole campaign of uh, bullshit online and go back and forth with who's telling the truth when none of you have told us the exact story. You know, and then we're talking about two alcoholics here who were probably. Uh, wait, you know, wait, Jason, who said they were alcoholic? Did I miss another uh, meeting? Uh, who said they look, were alcoholic? Look, you must not be following Hollywood Unlocked, honey. They have drinking problems. Both of them. They were both drunk and they both got into it. So if you're drunk and you get into a domestic dispute, don't use the public to sort out what happened in your car, in the car. Like, let, let the courts deal with it. Why are we talking about it? That's a great question. Uh, you know, usually I would push back on this, Jason. But I have to say, as someone who's been screaming protect black women from day one, even I'm tired. I think Megan might need to consult a therapist 
And if she is going through something that she needs to talk about, talk to that through a professional. Because I don't think mm -hmm. we can do anything more for her. Even people like me yeah. who, def who defend her, I can't do anything else. I can't say anything else at this point. But I don't, I don't know if I'm frustrated with her or her team. Like, you know, somebody's yeah. like, oh, save this piece for the GQ interview so it's an exclusive. Because wouldn't that be considered an exclusive when you tell information that we didn't know before? And I feel like we heard a lot about this story, except for the, the actual story. Now there's new information keep coming out on new platforms. I don't know if it's her or her team, but I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And we, and we do exhausted. this show for entertainment, but like, let's slow down a little bit and unpack it. Recently, Charlemagne and DJ Envy and Angela Yee at The Breakfast Club had a whole conversation that Megan was supposed to go on their show and have a conversation, but they got a litany of requests from their publicist, or publicist that told them what not to talk about. I was on The Breakfast Club talking about how white publicists impact uh, try to have an impact on the culture by keeping our people from us i talked about how black media is treated long time before it became a conversation in the uh online from a lot of other uh, journalists and outlets and then so now to find out that she went to gq to talk about it wait a minute why i think she i think to your point damn it she does have a problem in her team uh i think her yeah. team is not directing her i know her manager is a white woman at rock nation named Kristen. Uh, or Christy, because I've had conversations with her. I personally reached out to Megan via text message and even called her before I reported on the fight at Cardi B's party just to give her another chance because I want to tell her, you're young, you're beautiful, you had, had may still have maybe a promising career, but girl, you got to start moving different out here because right now you look like a sloppy bottom. Uh, th that last sentence aside, I agree with the rest of what Jason said, that she does need a better team. Because I think that if it was somebody who was of color, who understood the, the culture a little bit more intimately, they would see that it's time to read the room and that the room is turning on her. And that's unfortunate. Mm, well, that's and when deep. I say sloppy bottom, if a bottom doesn't take care of themselves properly mm -hmm. before they have anal sex, they will create a mess. <laughs> and that's what we're talking I did not, about. Jason, Jason, you didn't have to clarify. <laughs> All right, fam, it's time to get into black and blue. So this week, I want to talk about Miss USA Asia Branch. Asia has recently come out and said that she's angry at critics like me and saying that she's annoyed and aggravated because we are dragging her for saying that she was proud to attend and perform at a Trump rally back in 2018. Asia is saying that we're being unfair. It was a contractual obligation. And when, 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 we're so mean to her. So guys, I want to know what do you guys think about this? Because clearly, I am not feeling very sympathetic right now. I mean, oh. clearly, clearly, she Wah. doesn't listen to Chrisette Michelle because she's still, I think, on the cancellation list for performing at the inauguration four years ago. So at least you're in good company, Miss USA. Yeah, you serenaded Donald Trump. Nobody's gonna rock with you after that. Like you singing to Donald Trump. That's like the most coon thing you could ever do in 2020 <laughs> is sing a, a beautiful song to Donald Trump and talk about how proud you were to do that. Sorry, you got to take a few seats. Not even Melania wants to hum on his balls anymore. So why would you think that we would want to hear what the fuck you have to offer? You know what's so crazy is that she is gorgeous. And when we found out that she won, she actually made history as the first uh, black Miss uh, Mississippi. And then the first Miss, Miss, Miss Mississippi, I hate that word, to actually win Miss USA. So she made history twice. And it was supposed to be a great moment for black excellence until you went back and saw she didn't just perform. She said she was 
proud to perform. And when we dragged her, she did not denounce them. So my thing is, do you think it's right for us to hold her accountable for being at something that she was contractually obligated to attend? Because I feel like she could have attended, but still been like, I don't want to be here. You didn't have to say you were proud about it. Yeah, I mean, I think she could be contractually obligated to be there, but not uh, contractually obligated to give a fuck, really. I don't think she needed to go above and beyond and rubber stamp it with, hey, on the behalf of all Mississippians, I support and love this person. Like, my family's from Mississippi. I don't know any black people from Mississippi, black people, who, unfortunately, you may represent Miss USA, but you are black first, uh, who actually really love Donald Trump like that. I mean, there's probably a couple out there that have COVID, but, you know, other than them, Candace Owens, (laughs) I don't know any. She got paid. She got paid. She got paid on the side. And she got paid contractually to be there. She got paid. After hearing 50 Cent's interview about how uh, Donald Trump's team was trying to pay him, I know that girl got paid. That's why she triple stamped it. Like, I was so proud. No, you wasn't. Like, let's be real. You wasn't that damn proud. Are you calling her a sellout? She got paid? Now. She got paid. If they would have offered me a million dollars to cover (laughs) Trump or one of his events, would I have taken it? Absolutely. Don't say it. Don't say it. No, 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 no. I, I, no, listen, earlier this year, they were setting up, uh, they were working on setting up an interview with me and the president and me and Donald Trump Jr. It didn't pan out because I guess they had researched some of the things I had said about him and they were like, yo, (laughs) he's clearly not a fan. Right. Um, But, but even, even still, I mean, we're having conversations about interviewing Donald Trump Jr. But my point, is is that could they have paid me to go there and cover and what yeah but like what i have went there and and liked him and celebrated him and honored him hell no i took that million dollars i'd have came back and reinvested in my black business and talking shit about him i mean that's what i would have did how much could they pay you to wear the trump 2020 hat nah nah jason don't you your whole brand how much yeah no it ain't even it it ain't even about brand it's just about the fact that the last four years has been so emotionally traumatizing and True. so uh, abusive to black people and so disrespectfully disregarding of our culture and our needs is feeling equal in a country that we built that I wouldn't even like I see people with the Trump 2020 hat or the Make America Great hat on again. And I'd be wanting to knock them the fuck out, honestly. So, nah. Do you know who needs well, you to know- be knocked? the fuck out Miss USA because I have a question why would Miss USA send the first black winner to a Trump rally to perform as part of her job to begin with like that's a problem um, that's a, does that's, it does it does Trump own Miss USA because he owns he one of those pageants I think he sold he it to, to like uh, Tiffany Trump one of the leftover kids but yeah he I mean he right he used to yeah right so, so I'm so telling you you don't you don't you don't think that his board is still Trump supporters is, you know what I mean? Like he's still ingrained in that brand. So, you know, Damage is right. She's a sellout because she probably took a check on the side. They say, look, you're going to win this. And we need you to say with your black ass that you love. <laughs> and you, you had a great time doing this for Donald Trump. Cause everybody's going to love that. This Mississippi black girl is like going for Trump and no one did that. And now she's looking stupid. Paycheck probably was nice. Bank account looking good. But, um, and the culture use a loser. And I love Omarosa, but just like Omarosa, baby, that didn't work out for her. She was the highest, she was the highest, most influential African American in that administration. And she went bloop and she was out. And so, I mean, at this point, we celebrated you in one night and canceled you the next day. I don't understand why you threw yourself out there like that. There's no coin that's worth that. You know, I just I I think I, I I let me say this. People were mad at Biden for saying that you can't be black if you're voting for Trump. 
And I think about that. I think about the, 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 how he got slammed for that. Well, why basically I do agree, but also I think about Hillary Clinton and how people talked so bad about how she's this, she's that the super predator and all these things as if all these candidates and all these politicians are all crystal clean. Hillary Clinton being elected in 2016 would have saved us all from the mental health atrocity that we have witnessed as a world. Facts. Absolute, absolute facts. And even though it seems all three of us for once agree that what Miss USA (laughs) did was absolute trash, we want to give her a chance to speak for herself, you know, like Oscar the Grouch, because trash can talk sometimes. She said... It does annoy me when people just jump down on me and assume that I am a Trump supporter. It's aggravating that people always jump to assumptions before having the full story. But, you know, it's just part of life. People are always going to have something to say. Spoken like a true, true Trump supporter. Lots of words, but you didn't really say anything. Exactly. What she said wasn't that. They cut the check. (laughs) 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 Cha-ching! Wow. And that's sad. And we as a people have to stop selling each other out and selling out us as a collective for a, for a quick check. Because it's, it's almost like they know that you're starving and so they're feeding you like a little animal. And the destruction that has happened that her, Candace Owens, and the other coons that I put in that category, it's, 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 really, it's really sad. And it's sending the wrong message to young girls who want to be pageant queens or young boys who look up to some of these figureheads who are selling our, our, our culture out. And I get it. Times are hard. COVID is real. You may be, maybe your bag is like a coin purse, but like, please just think about your legacy and think about what, what uh, effect you're having on the world as a whole. Just try it. Just try it. So with all that said, look, it's been a trying week. Uh, I, I, I will say I'm so proud of myself. I learned some self-discipline damage in blue. What happened? Um, I did not go on a social media rant this week after I was attacked. I, um, thought a lot of, yeah, I was attacked uh, by, by swamp thing. But at the end of the day, like, I don't need to respond and call people names or talk about them and how they look and all that. But I, I have to, I have to say, I remember all the times when I was a little thicker that people would fat shame me. And I know I've been accused of fat shaming because I'm trying to give people the same motivation. And I will tell you as an individual who was fat shamed, it did not bother me. It was just a continuum of reminders that I needed to love myself. And I'm so glad that I love myself even more now, not because of the weight loss, but because I've actually taken the time with COVID to be by myself, that I can be attacked. And although I want to attack back, I just realized it's not even worth it, you know, like it's not worth it. So um, I hope that people are out there trying to level up not only spiritually and financially, but mentally and emotionally as well, because this is really the time that you're never going to get back to solely be able to be by yourself and focus on yourself as much as we are these days. I don't know if you guys are doing that. I know, uh, Blue, you seem to be into the whole candles and vibing thing and and being able to slow down a little bit. Uh, maybe Maybe that works for you. I'll light a candle for you, Jason. I'll add you to my next prayer list. That's cool. Oh, really? That's cool. <gasps> Are you guys seeing what's happening? Slowly but surely, Jason is talking no, I mean, manifesting. I'm not gonna t- Look at I'm this. I'm not going to tell people that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell people they can't pray for me. That doesn't mean I want to. I want to fucking click my heels three times and be a witch on Wizard of Oz. Like that's not me. Baby that's- steps, Jason. Baby steps. <laughs> No, baby, the devil been trying to drag me to hell my whole life. Uh, God didn't I forget about me. I'm right I'm here. I'm a good 
witch. They taught you about that. Glenda the Good Witch. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Okay, cool. Well, listen, make sure you're streaming us on iTunes, iHeart, Google Play, Spotify. Also, watch this on YouTube. Share this. Continue to get people to share our, our show because we want to continue to grow. And also, make sure you're supporting Fox Soul because we are over there, part of the Fox Soul family now. And I'm telling you, I'm not being a witch, but I am manifesting that we're going to go more than one day a week. So, uh, Fox Soul, what's up? We ready. Let's go. But until Let's then, peace. Go. Bye. <laughs>